All right, here, we're going to give this a go. This is um, kind of a trial run, episode one of uh, the Little Chicago podcast here. Haven't really created a name yet, but we're just uh, looking to provide a lot of value, uh, some different form of value, just kind of in a voice form for, for a lot of our clients. Um, and hopefully on the video here too, we can be able to kind of just produce um, some extra content so people can consume us in, in multiple fashions. So we're just going to kind of talk about um, our process starting up Lyft and just kind of our envisionment moving forward and a little just about our background, I guess. It's just kind of a, a side table. You know, Josh and I like to um, hang out with weights, eat food. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, I'll just kind of let Josh take it away. He was the one that initially um, contacted me to, to do Lyft and I'm um, forever grateful um, that he was thinking of me when he was thinking of this idea. So Josh, kind of take it away. Yeah, so, uh, you know, years in the, in the industry in general, uh, throughout the you know, NCAA, um, you know, lived in high school, before that, uh, you know, post-college, kind of trying to figure out exactly what, um, what I was going to do, you know, messed around the private sector for a little bit, and, uh, you know, it was, <laughs> it was very boring work, what I was doing. Um, there was no fulfillment for me as someone who was a strength and conditioning coach in the collegiate setting, um, to then, you know, go and watch a client do crunches you know, kind of be a slave to a system at a corporate setting. Um, <clears throat> I was training at a, a Midtown Club, which has changed since then. Um, you know, and uh, I actually found another gym that was uh, like my strength coaches. Um, did some years there, um, you know, I learned a lot. Uh, worked under a system that was really something that was new. It was a lot of, uh, you know, the same like-minded people who took private clientele and uh, they made it into know a team essentially right. um, and learned a lot from it um, did some business stuff as well um, I kind of saw that I was not growing anymore um, I needed to branch out do my own thing and you know I, I, I learned everything I could from it um, it took a while it was probably about a five-year process um, and finally I was you know I was ready to do it on my own um, ready to you know really take the leap and make my own mark because you know in general with any sort of you know work career-related things, it's, you reach a certain point where it's like, can I learn more? Can I grow more? Um, whether it's in this field or a different field. And when you get to that point, you start to reflect on it. Hey, is my life improving? Uh, am I still positive? Am I learning? Am I surrounded by the people I want to be around? Am I, am I dreading going to work? And so on. And I got to that point. And, um, you know, Chad had been previously with me at that gym. Uh, he actually kind of popped back into my life at that point. And I was like, okay, this, this seems like the right time, and you know, kind of just approached him. Um, I know we had the same you know, like-minded approach to strength training. Uh, we both had collegiate experience. Uh, we both had trained in the private sector. We both had gone on our own, trying to, you know, had that kind of entrepreneur mindset. Um, you know, sat down with him at coffee, and we kind of clicked on it, um, presented my, my entire idea for Lyft. Uh, it was kind of funny, I actually remember um, the name was something that was still up in the air for me. So yeah, like something that was like, hey, uh, my whole description for Lyft in general was always trying to be like this feminine, masculine idea. Something that is not alienating for people who are intimidated by weight training and definitely not, you know, foo-foo in the name where someone who's really interested in weightlifting and so on would be turned off by a name that, you know, might not be reflecting what they want to do. Um, I just was like, what am I? What am I doing? I'm lifting weights. I didn't want to call it gym. I didn't want to call it you know, weight room or anything like that. Um, 
so I came with Lyft. Uh, you know, I'd gone back and forth with my wife about a million times trying to figure it out. And you know, I, I said I said the whole thing to Chad. I did my whole plan to him, saying exactly what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to make this same kind of idea, this team atmosphere, but really make it a one-stop shop. Strength, conditioning, nutrition, everything along those lines. And when I uh, when I sat down with him, he's like, "What are you going to call it?" I said, lift. And like immediately, you know, he kind of smiled and he's like, I like it. Like, okay, so it's good. Um, you know, I'm kind of going through those meetings a couple different times. Uh, the idea has changed so much since we first sat down um, and it continues to change. Yeah. You know, like on, a, on a weekly basis, we kind of sit down and reflect. And I guess that's kind of like the, the reason that we have gotten along very well is when you both have this entrepreneur mindset. It's right. sticking to what you know but also, how can I improve upon it? How can I grow? How can I continue to grow myself as a person as well as a businessman as well as grow this idea? So from its inception, you know, Lyft has, has changed, the idea of Lyft. Right. Um, and I would say, you know, we continue to reflect on ways to make it better, whether it's the training protocol, whether it's what you can get from being here, you know, the people we bring aboard, what can they bring us, what can we teach them, what can we learn from them, and so on. So, you know, it's been an awesome experience. Um, Starting up, it's like, oh, you know, everything on paper looks perfect. We're going to open up this. We're going to get this. It's going to be done really quick. You know, uh, and this might be a, you know, another 10-minute conversation down, but negotiating leases, finding a space. Yeah, things that you didn't really yeah. consider until, like, it was yeah. actually go time. You know, I remember, like, being a high school bro lifting weights. Oh, someday we're going to have our own shit. We're going right. to do this whole thing. It's like, you don't really know... What goes into it? Yeah, well, I think, that, it. I think it's a big thing. In <laughs> even like a lot of our clients don't necessarily realize, and even people listening, like people don't realize about actually owning a facility and running a facility is that most of these facilities are opened upon people who like fitness, not necessarily people who had business mindsets. Right. Um, and that's why like, a lot of times, like you'll see, you know, the soul cycles of the world and like big brands that were actually made by business people who enjoyed fitness, not the other way around. And um, so I think that's like one thing that we had to really kind of tail back and uh, or dial back rather and consider it was like, hey, yeah, we like to lift weights, we like to strength train, but at the same time we have to run a business. And, you know, well, and right. So it's like when you're when you're first opening up a, opening up a space and you're an owner operator and it's I'm gonna put my head down, I'm gonna work you know 90 hour weeks with training and all the side stuff. Right. Um, you can sustain it for so long. Uh, luckily, we have a great team, and the whole premise of this is you get a good team. Everyone wears a hat that kind of helps out with the business. Um, that way, you get, you know, employees who are rewarded for their hard work yep. and you know have self worth. Um, and you know, you can't do without them. They know they can't do without you. You know, because in general, most of the time, like you said, it's yeah, I like fitness. All right, I'm just going to be a, a personal trainer. I'm just going to have my clientele, and that's it. Yeah, and then month, like month four of rent comes. You know, now what? Exactly. So you'll see a lot of these former strength and conditioning coaches. Some of them who are very successful. They have a big facility somewhere, you know, not in a big major city because, you know, they have to do more than just run a 30-person clinic once a month, right? right? You'll see a lot of these places they have, you know, it's, it's like a, out in the, in the suburbs somewhere. They have a big warehouse and they have people come through and these are like published PhD authors and so on, right? Yeah. So these people have a lot of success because, you know, they're doing something that is their name. They are able to be, you know rely on their education, their experience, as well as their name that's like, hey, I am, for example, someone that comes to mind for me is Joel Seaton. Right. Right. He's got this facility, all these NFL athletes uh, 
you know, NBA athletes, MLB athletes come to him because of the name he's built. But if we tried to do that system here, where we're like, hey, Josh and Chad's gym, we're open to all the public, right. come on, we'd be closed in four or five months. Yeah. Uh, the idea was, you know, build something different as a team instead of individuals trying to make it on their own. Right. We share clientele, which is pretty much unheard of in the city. Yeah. That's um, one of those things when you're interviewing people and you say, hey, this is a team atmosphere. You can still shine on your own within the team. Right. Everyone has their role. Uh, but you can't be someone who is looking out for yourself and also be part of this team. This is team through and through. Um, and I mean, reflecting upon that, it's just like in general, it's, you know, we've interviewed the people like, wait, you guys share clients? Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, I think that's a, it's a really interesting thing to me. Like, I guess people don't necessarily know because a lot of trainers around the world are just independent contractors. Yeah. Um, we're probably one of, I don't know, I would say one of maybe 20 gyms in the entire country that's going to share clients, maybe even less than that. Yeah. Um, that's not a professional team. It's not a, yeah, exactly. Um, but it's one of those things that it's it's even a little bit difficult to communicate to the client moving forward. They're like, whoa, wait, wait, I can train with anybody? Like, what if I don't want to do that? Like, you don't have to do that. Um, but just know, like, hey, if Mike goes on vacation, you're going to get the same stuff regardless of who's here, right? You can come train with us. And that's a big thing for our clientele. They're always going to have people here at Lyft to be able to train. Um, it just goes a long way. It goes, I think it goes even further than just kind of that trainer client relationship. It's almost like, Hey, these people have a relationship with Lyft and they feel part of this kind of community and family. Um, and they know that they're going to be, have a reliable source for their strength training. Uh, so that's kind of something that we really concentrated on trying to build, uh, this out. And, you know, it's been, it's been a process. Like you said, it's been one of those things where we kind of, uh, are evolving this as it goes. And I think that's kind of the beauty of it. Um, but it's been fun, and it couldn't have been done without our staff. Like our guys are yeah. incredible. You know, coming aboard, um, you know, knowing that right away we couldn't promise them everything in the world in terms of clientele, um, but they just do an incredible job of you know keeping the facility uh, upkeep, keeping it really clean, keeping rapport with clients on board, keeping things like that we need to do. Um, like for example, like Pete, Pete Kyle, and Mike, especially from when we started, we're like finishing things that we were going to do later in the day. And it was like, oh, great, we don't have to do it, you know? So we couldn't have done that without those those guys. And now we have, uh, we've got J-Rod and Miguel on staff too. So um, that's been great, yeah. Yeah, um, it, it's one of those things where as a business owner, and it has been, there's been plenty of times when, you know, we, we're all friends, like we've all been out together and introducing people to your employees and it's like I, I hate saying oh this is my employee right or hey or if they introduce oh this is my boss like I, I kind of hate that uh, we obviously all know each other um, from before but uh, I still feel like you know I work with these guys yeah it's absolutely. not I mean it's clearly like hey like you know like make sure everything is reported to us and all that like right. you still have that but it really is to me like a bunch of brothers and even sisters with when you know Gina's helping us out with classes and Brittany's helping us out with classes um this is all just a big community family that we continue to work together. And there's issues, we resolve them, you know, in a proper manner. Uh, and there's never really issues because this is just, everything's just, you know, been so well, I don't want to say thought out because there's definitely things that 
come up that we weren't expecting or, you know, things that we've had to deal with in the past because nothing's perfect ever. Yeah, I think um, we have a group, we have a very adaptable group. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's something that you find um, a lot in this industry is that, you know, like, we always didn't have a structured job, right? It was yeah. like, you know, we kind of came upon training and it was like, always figure it out, just figure it out, figure it out. And that's kind of what the kind of, model has been or just the demeanor of a lot of our staff super adaptable and whatever the business needs to do that's what the business does and, um, but yeah the staff's been fantastic but uh, I think we're going to try and wrap it up here for first episode uh, I think it's been good if you guys have any um, questions or comments please put them I think there is a spot um, on iTunes to put comments but if you're seeing this on Facebook Instagram Twitter whatever it may be um, hit us up. We will be doing a podcast at least once a week covering everything from our lives to training to nutrition. Uh, also having guests on there as well. Um, we're trying to bring you guys as much, like we said, as much value in terms of your fitness, your health, and your strength training kind of all into one um, collaborative podcast. So, yeah, because, uh, you know, obviously, like we said before, uh, we're just looking for a name. Any, anyone's got some insights on that, uh, we're open ears for that. Uh, anything that we've talked about in this first episode that we're kind of just rambling if you guys want us to elaborate a little more on um i know I, I could talk for another 20 minutes about the process of opening a gym what to do and what not to do now yeah um so yeah, maybe that's a that, uh, maybe that's episode two maybe that's episode two the process um, of what we kind yeah. of what we went through the struggles the the good things and we're moving like the actual the planning future. stages you know building a place putting things together hand by hand uh you know hiring people firing people and so on you know it's got plenty of things to say it's been a solid 13 months forward to uh, the next you know 13 plus years yeah absolutely good stuff man all right this is the lift lift chicago podcast for now until we create a new name uh until next time i'm chad this is josh and we're signing off see you, Thank guys. you guys